Welcome back to Sister Alicat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. And on today, I do have a treat for you. I mentioned previously that we were going to talk about healing is the children's bread. And let me tell you, healing is a large, large subject, which is very important. And I have to do a lot more research in order to get um, that series out. Also, in addition to that, just recently, recently, as a matter of fact, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, the Lord gave me another subject to talk about. Listen, God is speaking and he is speaking to his children. But on today, because I wanted to get something out. I decided that we're going to switch back over. We're going to go back to the inside source since this is such a um, interest, interesting topic. It interests a lot of people. So I'm going to go back over to the inside source. And, uh, and this, what I am going to talk about today is actually going to be a part of that series. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. Now, what I read to you today is, an, is a portion of a book that I started writing in the midst of my trauma. Listen, I said what I am going to read to you today is a portion of a book that I started in the midst of my trauma around 2021, if you will. And um, listen, I've removed some portions of this writing since... I wrote it when I was in a state of anger and resentment. And now that my eyes have been miraculously opened, yeah, I feel like some of that that I wrote back then is not appropriate for right now. Listen, however, I want you to understand where I was standing at that time. Hear me. I want you to understand where I was standing at that time and I want you to hear my testimony the children listen the children of God we are delivered through by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies listen I just want to get in here get something out to you so you can chomp down on so you can hear that you can listen you can understand uh, what's really going on in the spiritual realm even though it may be natural uh we may see it with our natural eyes but there are things going on in the spiritual realm that we need to be aware of we need to be uh, conscious of listen please hear me clearly also i want to make a statement please 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 hear me clearly listen through all of this god kept me he sustained me he hid me under his wings. Listen, God, he sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. Why? Because they were too strong for me. They even hated me. He sent his angels to protect me. It had nothing, literally nothing to do with what I did. I want you to hear that clearly. It had nothing to do with me. And just remember, I was in a state of ignorance at this time. In a state of ignorance 
to the spiritual explanations of what was really going on in my life. Listen, it was all God. I give all the glory to God. It was nothing that I did. The scriptures say it's not by my might. It's not by my power. I put myself in there. But it's by the spirit of the Lord. Nothing that I did. Now listen, this was sometime in 2021 when I wrote this. I didn't put a time stamp on it. But listen, wow, it's going to be a wild factor. And like I said again, I was in a state of anger, resentment. In the midst of my trauma, it's a disclaimer. I have taken some portions out because of that fact. Now listen, this is only a part of the book that I was writing at this time. It's a chapter of that book. And the chapter is called Scrutiny, Tell of the Resistance. Now listen, also... I want to let you know that this falls under or this book falls under the category of fiction. Unfortunately, hear me and hear me clearly. This is a book and this is a chapter, a portion of a chapter of that book. And this book falls under the category of fiction. Unfortunately, I want to add that in there. Unfortunately. Now listen, I'm going to start reading this because I just want to give you a little something, something <laughs> for this week. Listen, I'm going to read what I wrote back in 2021. Hear what I read believe what I read or don't believe what I read. It's up to you because this is, this falls under the category of fiction. Hear me, fiction. If you don't know what fiction means, look it up. It falls under the category of fiction. However, it's a part of my testimony. Okay. I am going to read this and we're going to just listen intently. And here we go. Scrutiny. Tell of the resistance. And let me back up. If I haven't told you, I don't know if I've told you or not, but I dubbed my enemies, uh, those that come up against me, the witches, the warlocks, I have dubbed, I've given them a name, and that name is called the resistance. And we can get deeper into that, but I'm not going to go there at this time. Because, like I said, I'm going to get in, slide in, give you a little information, and I'm going to slide out. Okay, scrutiny, the tale of the resistance. How can I continue to watch, to stay on watch, when I know all things are going to heal? The young lady has discovered her betrayal and has restructured her life. Let me start from the beginning. My name is Dennis and I am a law officer. 
I was called to duty several months ago to watch a female individual of great interest. She had been a longtime government worker. Her loyalty was in question and she abruptly quit her job without warning. Therefore, my assignment was to access her home and watch her every move, hoping to find a glitter of fault and confirmation of a crime. The first thing was to infiltrate the home and plant listening devices. But first, our team of six watched her from above. Literally, we broke into the garage and entered the attic, which allowed us to watch from the vent. We never realized that body odor would alert her of our presence. First off, she felt her heating and cooling system was the culprit. Thus, she continuously called in maintenance workers to find the problem. Since she did not have a job at this time, Calling in maintenance workers began to deplete her resources, which was what we wanted. The action of spending money would initiate movement of funds not on record. Then we would have a base and a confirmation for our case, let alone she would spend all her resources leading her to poverty. After a while, we went inside the home and placed listening devices in all the fire alarms, hoping to record treachery. Furthermore, we added silver components such as screws, which are great conductors throughout the whole house to hear the softest whisper and recognize movement. We needed to know when she entered a doorway to follow her. You know, crawling through an attic is not an easy task. First, we hired homeless individuals to check out the scenery. Then we went in full force. We prepared our strategy to include multiple shifts, which included day and night people covering our target at all times. At this point, the goal was to watch her every move and spray chemicals into the house, making her miserable just because we could. The plan was working with precision and my superiors were well pleased. In addition to our one and only method, chemical spray, we decided to prey on her emotional state. It was very simple and it worked tremendously for months. First, we began studying her emotions to understand the things that concerned her on a daily basis. Watching from the attic appeared to be our best option, especially after learning how to cut open a hatch in the roof, allowing for a clean entrance and exit of the home. 
We watch with anticipation and if any of her actions interested us, we will plan to check it out the following Sunday when the house was empty. See, her schedule wasn't extensive. She only left the house on the weekends and we used it in our favor. Also, we notified anyone coming to the house, such as the AC maintenance companies prior to the service times to inform them of our case and to be on alert. In addition, wherever she went, we called ahead or while she was present to inform the manager of our case and that we wanted them to quote unquote handle her themselves. In most cases, we showed up. Since a tracking device was placed on a car and we requested the entrance to the attic ceiling area so we could continue our chemical warfare against her and watch her movements. We wanted management to handle her since Intel came in cons that concerned us and brought some things to our attention. See, I got to I got to rewrite that right there in the midst. <laughs> we wanted to make sure no employee was in an alliance with her for special treatment in addition to wrecking her psyche since she was very keen. The team was very intentional and determined to quote unquote pop this criminal and possibly leave her psychologically challenged. The case initiators felt quote-unquote played and wanted her to pay for her actions. The plan was working perfectly until she started finding our blunders, such as fingerprints left on the fire alarms and the broken lock on the garage door. These were huge mistakes on our part as we use amateurs such as the neighbors to enter the house and place the devices, relieving us from the action and creating camouflage for us. She mentioned her findings to family and friends. However, her claims of home intrusion were not validated and her team felt she was losing it. They did not understand her actions, especially quitting her job. Thus, all evidence led to mental disability in their eyes. The assumption was a hex, quote unquote, was placed on her, which was true. And the root of the hex was to send her into poverty and muddle her mind by exploiting her beliefs. Unfortunately, we were headed for warfare in which we did not anticipate. The surveillance continued without backlash until she noticed us following her outside the home. 
Apparently, she noticed the movement of people we hired to assist in the surveillance, which included the neighbors, homeless individuals, and others looking to make an extra dollar. The backlash came in the form of outbursts of anger coming from the target. For example, her distress led her to talking to us in her car, which she knew was bummed. She began to go on about how she would see us sitting in wait for her in parking lots and how our team did not handle themselves stealthily enough for her not to notice and how unsuccessful our actions have been. She mentioned how one of the neighbors even used her kids to spy on her, which left her filming and concerned for the children. After this tantrum, we called in the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is the FBI, as she knew too much about our operation. And she mentioned her neighbors. Therefore, we needed more assistance to investigate her abilities. The FBI came in full force. They came in to assist and show this criminal, quote unquote, who was in charge, proving her incorrect assumption about the tactics of the law and educating her concerning reality. They set up surveillance in the two houses nearest hers and down the street. When she left the house, they were all over her as her schedule was simple. They used the intimidation method in addition to what we already had in place. They would follow her closely, then break off quickly to leave her wondering if there was really a car behind her. Furthermore, they would have each intersection red light with authority vehicles in all lanes at the time of the red light with precision. They were smooth and flawless and we were astonished at their execution. Sometimes I wondered if calling the FBI was legitimate for one person of her character. Was it due to protocol or did we go overboard and displayed our weaknesses? Nonetheless, since she now had a job, they placed most phones and computers and upgraded security systems at the medical buildings where she worked, which were all funded by the state. The logic behind the strategy was that a criminal will strike again, especially in environments where personal information is present. Also, when she went out to restaurants, we stayed close and informed the managers that we needed to know who paid the bill as the transfer of cash was the most relevant part of our case. If she did take information to sell, it would show in her social behavior she was especially since her job was not sufficient enough to pay her bills and maintain her previous social life. Our case was built on her spending money. Thus, we needed the evidence. 
Unfortunately, we underestimated her resolve as she began to resist the process. She knew the FBI was involved, and but she did not budge, which was impressive for someone of her fragility. Apparently, she gathered information about my team as well. I know this since she gave us several tongue lashings along the way. The FBI did their due diligence, but there was no logical reason to stay the course. They watched her work. They watched her sleep. They rumbled through the home when she wasn't there. They rumbled through the home when she was there. They even set up a recording system in her church to watch her every move. However insensitive, but the job must be done. Furthermore, she wrote in her diary daily, making an object making it an object of interest. Thus, they sent in their main man one night to retrieve the notebook as she slept. But there was nothing of use in it. Before they left the case in our capable hands, one of the agents taught us how to execute the same actions they performed. First, make sure she is asleep by using sleeping agents. Then commenced the sweep of the house. The FBI came in like a wrecking ball to close the case. However, they found no confirmations. After the FBI gave their initial report, they backed off, all the while instructing us on what we needed to continue the course and quote unquote, pop our suspect. By the time the agents left, we had a strong feeling that she committed no crime against the state. However, her words and actions cut like a knife on the backs of my superiors. My superiors did not appreciate how she mocked our tactics and our organizations. Needless to say, how we looked in the eyes of the FBI. Therefore, our shenanigans continued. When I say prayed on her religious beliefs, it was to the point of bringing in a diviner to cause her great pain and loss. Thus, our current practice of physical and psychological abuse was aided by spiritual aspects. For example, we had potions mixed, items dropped, especially pennies, the headlights bright to work on him, her emotional stability. Granted, we received all the information required from her co-workers to understand her character. However, we will find out that she was not as fragile as assumed. It was a hot summer as usual. And Michael, a team member, decided we could use her air unit 
to keep the attic area cool, causing the house area to be warm. How convenient! Since it is so hot in the attic, attic crawling around like an animal. <laughs> Listen, guys, I may have read it really fast. I hope that you heard it. I hope that you heard every word. I hope that if you are interested in my testimony, that you listen to it again. Listen carefully at what was written. This was writ written in sometime in 2021. You can hear um, or gain my standing point, my mindset at that time. Listen, guys, this is part of a book that I began to write back in the midst of my trauma. The original title is called Scrutiny. Um, well, we'll get to that later. I don't want to tell you too much, but this particular chapter of the book, which I wanted to read to you today, uh, some portion of the chapter is called Scrutiny, Tale of the Resistance. As you can see, this is um, one individual that is a part of the resistance telling his side of the story. So it is not me, Allison C. Hope, telling her side. It is a tale of the resistance, an individual on the other side telling his part of the story. Story. Listen, if you feel like this is a great addition to the book, you know, comment. Let me know that um, this reading of the portion of the book uh, is pretty good. Or if, if it's good, if it's not good, if I should add, if I should take away. What do you think about this portion of my book? that I've been working on, but granted, listen, I've been working on this book for a for some years now, or in the midst of my trial, in the midst of my trauma, in the midst of my calamity. But listen, now that I am no longer or in ignorance, now that my eyes are open to the tactics and the works and the devices of the devil, I understand why this book has not been written completely because the devil has fought against me getting this book out. And so because I am still working on healing is the children's bread, I wanted to get something out which I can uh, do a podcast on healing. However, I want to have it all together for you guys because healing is a great topic. It's something that um, is needed in this day and in this age because a lot of us, we allow, and when I say us, I mean people in, in, in general, uh, people of faith, Christians in general, we allow the enemy to come in and to wreak havoc in our bodies. When we 
we have an advocate with the Father. Listen, we have a covenant with God. We do not have to walk around sick in our bodies. We don't have to walk around. Listen, Jesus died upon the cross for our sins. But see, I don't want to get into healing right now. I wanted to come back to the inside source and give you a little bit intel on my history. Listen, this book or this portion of my book was written in the midst of my trauma. This this is like from the very beginning, guys, if you can tell. It is from the very beginning I began to write this book. And I have no I had no clue of what was actually going on in the spirit realm. So when I when I began to write this book, I was writing from natural what I could see with my natural eyes what was going on with my natural eyes you know what was going on in my natural life I did not realize the spiritual explanation of what was really going on what was really happening here my God from Zion please please listen to what I said I, I, I will read it again if I could I know I read it kind of uh, in a fast beat but I hope you get what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get what I was saying in this portion and listen. Anytime you hear me say the resistance, you know exactly who I'm talking about. My Gotham Zion. My name is Allison C. Hoda. I am your host today. This is Sister Alec Katz TV. We talk about all things church related. This is another episode of the Insight Source. I am reading a portion of a book that I've been writing for some years now. Now I realize why this book has not been written in its entirety because of the blockage the limitations the fight the warfare of the enemy but i hope you stay in tune for the full complete book i hope you like it please let me know if if it's if you feel like it's worthy to be written if you feel like uh, i have what it takes to write a book that will catch the um the attention because i understand that if you don't, well, I don't know about everybody, but me, I'm going to talk about myself. I'm going to talk about Allison C. Holt. If the book does not, because I love to read, if the book does not catch my attention in the beginning, it, it kind of falls by the wayside. So let me know if you will, if this is something that you would like to hear the entirety of, if it's worthy of being a book if it's an attention getter if you will again thank you for listening to sister alley cats t where we talk about all things church related this is another episode of the inside source talking about a book that i began writing back in the beginning of my trauma in the beginning of my calamity in the beginning of my trial fighting against witches and warlocks on this side listen I, I mean I, I I sound like it is uh, 
I don't even know what the hollers said to you, but I sound like I'm not going through anything, but honey, I go through it on a daily basis. It's nothing but God, the Father, Jesus Christ. It's not that I um, love to be in this trial. I want out. Listen, I want out, but for some reason, God is not allowing me to get out. But I'm excited also. And I believe I, I'm just rambling right now. I'm just talking. We're just having a conversation. But I ask God because, listen, I've been through the renouncing. I've been through the uh, repenting. I've been through the uh, denouncing. I've been through the replacing. And I do it on a daily basis, if you will. I've been through the generational uh, repentance, the generational renouncing. I've been through it all. I repent on a daily basis, renounce on a daily basis because, listen, honey, the devil fight me on a daily basis. So I have to do it on a daily basis. I'm not, I'm not Jesus Christ. I am human. I have faults. I am not perfect. But listen, and if y'all follow me or, or know anything about me, you know what be going, you know what goes on in my life because if you don't hear it, you see it. If you don't see it, you read it. Because it's out there in the atmosphere freely for anybody to find, for anybody to look at, for anybody to read. But listen, honey, I am a human being. Yes, I am human. But however, I got a God that sits high and a God that looks low. Listen. I got a God that strengthens me when I'm weak. I got a God that sends his angels to protect me. I got a God that sends his angels to fight for me. I have a God that I know favors me because the enemy has not triumphed over me. I got a God when I hear others' testimonies about being with demons in the day in the night honey I got a God and I say to myself I don't go through that but honey listen I got a God that loves me I have a father Abba loves me there's many things that I don't experience that I hear that others experience listen it's not that I'm in a, in a trial that I, I'm comfortable with. No, I'm not comfortable in this trial. I get it every single day. I get abused every single day. 24 hours a day. There is abuse going on in my life. But listen... My God is greater. My God is stronger. My God. Oh, glory be to the Lamb of God. He keeps me. He strengthens me. He shows me the way. Listen. I begin to ask because I've talked about this before. And I was back into that state of mind. God. What is really going on? Why? I've repented. I've done everything. Even telling my testimony. I'm in the process of telling it. I'm in the process of telling my testimony. 
I'm delivered by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. So God, what, what's going on, God? Listen, Abba told me. Yes, he did. I don't know if I, I, I'm not right. Right now, I'm not ready to share that part. What he told me, why? Because the devil listening. The devil want me to say it. The devil want me to tell it so he can fight up against it. Him and his cohorts. Him and his, his, his buddies. Him and his imps. His agents. His workers. They want to know what God has to say. Listen, let me tell you something. What I've learned along the way. The devil knows who you are in God. But he does not know what God is going to do with you. He knows how special you are to God. But he does not know how the Lord is going to use you. He doesn't know when. He doesn't know. He is not all-knowing. He is not all-knowing. Though he wants us to think that he is. But he is not all-knowing. So that's why he sent monitoring spirits to monitor your every move, your every thought, your every action. Not your thoughts, but your what you speak out of your mouth. He wants to monitor everything that comes out of your mouth, your every action. So he can try to figure out the way that God is going to deal with you, work with you, lead and guide you. Yes. That's what monitoring spirits do. They monitor everything. Familiar spirits. That's what they do. They go back and tell. I call them tattletales. Tell everything. They monitor you. They watch you. Then they go back and tell. What's going on. Yes. That's, that's what they do. <laughs> Glory be to the Lamb of God. I'm just talking right now. I've read to you the book or the portion of the book that I wanted to read. So we're just conversating right now. But listen, God told me that my deliverance is nigh. I want to at least share that part with you. And if you're a Bible scholar, when I tell you this, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. God told me he was going to deliver me with his strong hand. With his strong hand. Yes. That's how he's going to deliver me. With his strong hand. So that's why I'm excited. That's why you hear excitement in my voice. Because he finally. Four years. Of wise. Four years of not understanding. Listen. In August. Or September. It'll be the beginning of five years. So it's been a full 
four years of not understanding, wondering why, asking God, learning, and God finally told me. He finally told me, and I'm excited about that. Just telling me that, that puts a smile on my face. Even, even though I am still in the midst of it, God told me why. And he told me his plan, what he is going to do. So that it's in itself brings a smile to my face, even though I'm still in the midst of this foolishness. Yes, to God be the glory. It's almost as though I can hear somebody giving God praise for me. To God be the glory. I can see the light at the end of the, of the tunnel. It's almost over. But the way God is going to deliver with his strong hand. Oh my God from Zion. Listen. I've forgiven. I've forgiven. I've forgiven. I even prayed. God has even used me to give these individuals words. Words to draw them towards him. Words of repentance. Words to let them know that it was God Almighty speaking. Some heard and some forbear. Some listened and some didn't. But now God is going to deliver with his strong hand. And you know what? What I go through on a daily basis. You know what I say? Now. I say God. Deliver with your strong hand. Because it doesn't. It, some things. That's just where it has to happen in order for God to show forth that He is God. And besides Him, there is no other. Lord, deliver with your strong hand. Amen. And amen. Love you guys and I will talk to you soon.